Well, a uh, little change of scenery. I'm, I'm in the, the other car. This is, of course, you could tell this is the car that we use to cart the kids around in because, first of all, there are the crumbs all over the seat and also whatever that thing is right there. I don't even know what that is. Uh, but, but mainly, the main piece of evidence is this, uh, the stickers on the window here because, and, and you know this if you're a parent. If you're not a parent, maybe you don't know this. In fact, nobody warned me of this before I, before I became a parent. But when you have kids at a certain age, especially if you have a girl, there are going to be stickers everywhere. You're, you're not going to be able to escape stickers. There'll be stickers all over your house, all over the outside of your house, all over every item you own, all over you also. There's going to be stickers covering you. In fact, I was just, I was at the grocery store last night and um, I was in line and this woman turns to me and she goes, oh, you're a big Jasmine fan, huh? And I said, what? Who, Jasmine? And she said, Jasmine from Aladdin, you're a big fan. And I said, I, well, I, Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie growing up, but I don't know. I mean, how did you know that? What do you? And then she points to uh, my shirt and I see that there's a huge sticker, a, a huge Jasmine sticker on my shirt which I didn't realize was there. At some point, my daughter had put a Jasmine sticker on me without me even noticing. And I had been walking around who knows how long with that sticker on. So just something to, to look out for. Another note, completely unrelated, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing hopefully some of you at the Western Conservative Summit this Thursday in Denver. Um, June 8th is when the summit begins. I'll be speaking that morning on June 8th, and it's, it, it'll be a great event. Uh, largest gathering of conservatives outside of D.C. that happens every year. And so it'd be great to come together and talk and learn and be equipped. Um, so hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll be able to make it out if you live uh, nearby. Now, there are only certain kinds of life forms that would survive a nuclear holocaust. Uh, cockroaches, famously. Scorpions, certain kinds of bacteria would, uh, would, would all be on that list. But I think, I really believe that if the United States were ever flattened by a barrage of nuclear explosions and all human life was eradicated in the country, I think that alongside the cockroaches and scorpions and bacteria, I think even then Planned Parenthood would survive. It would be Planned Parenthood and cockroaches, and they would be the ones who would survive a nuclear holocaust. And I don't, I, look, I, I certainly don't, don't get me wrong, I, I would never compare Planned Parenthood to a cockroach because that would be grossly unfair to cockroaches. Planned Parenthood is far, far worse, far lower, far more disgusting and vile than infectious bacteria or a swarm of roaches. So I would never besmirch the good name of cockroaches in that way. Um, and I want to apologize, first of all, to cockroaches if, if, if it, it came across that way at all, because that's not what I mean. What I'm saying is that the organization of Planned Parenthood, they really appear to be essentially impervious to any kind of attack. They are they just nothing, nothing touches them somehow. So we take this past week, for example, there was this very damning report or a report that should be damning anyway, published by Live Action, which is a great uh, pro-life organization. And this report uses eyewitness accounts, court cases, video footage, witness or uh, uh, vi victim testimony, compiles all that together to paint this picture to 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 reveal a fact that 
really is we already knew, but um, now they're kind of putting it all together and showing us the scope of it, showing us that this tax-funded abortion corporation has been engaged in a criminal conspiracy to cover up sex crimes. And this has been going on for a long time. The report dates back, goes back decades to show that this is a pattern of behavior at Planned Parenthood for a very long time. So, and I, I think it's, uh, it could be worthwhile to, to just mention a few of these specific cases, just a few of these, because these are kind of emblematic of what goes on at Planned Parenthood. So just a few cases I want to mention specifically, just so you understand. First of all, a woman named Denise Fairbanks says that she was raped and impregnated by her father at the age of 13. He took her to a Planned Parenthood clinic and forced her to get an abortion. She, the 13-year-old girl, told the clinic staff that she was being abused. They refused to alert the authorities. They refused to do anything about it. Instead, they just performed the abortion. They took the money and they sent this little girl home with her, with her father so that she could continue to be raped for another year and a half. I mean, just, just think about that. You've got a pregnant 13-year-old girl brought to, to Planned Parenthood by her dad, which already should be like red flags all over the place. You've got a 13-year-old pregnant girl being brought to an abortion clinic by her dad. Um, so already there should be red flags. But now she tells you She's being raped by her father, and you send her home with her father. Another case, a man named uh, George Savannah was raped, uh, I should say raped and impregnated his daughter three times. Each time, he brought her to Planned Parenthood so that the evidence of this crime would be destroyed. And somehow, the fact that a man kept returning to the clinic year after year with his daughter, who's a minor. Somehow, that never raised any red flags for the Planned Parenthood staff. None of the incidents were reported. Uh, nothing was done about it. The authorities were never alerted to the situation. And so the abuse continued. Then another case, a 12-year-old girl was brought to the clinic by her foster brother, who was also her rapist. Planned Parenthood, this is a 12-year-old girl being brought to the abortion clinic by her 23-year-old foster brother, which is just that right there is pretty much, it's pretty much 100% certainty that the brother is the rapist. That's not a normal thing. A 23-year-old foster brother doesn't bring his 12-year-old fo foster sister to the clinic to get an abortion. That's not something that happens unless the girl was raped. But Planned Parenthood, they never contacted the authorities. They never even contacted the girl's foster parents to, to, let her, to let them know. So the girl's abuse continued. These incidents are not isolated. They are widespread. They are common. And Planned Parenthood has made absolutely no effort to correct that prob the problem whatsoever. Planned Parenthood was already, they were already caught on video in 2011, failing to report the sex abuse of minors this was, a, this was a sting operation that was done, you know, seven years ago, and these videos came out, and they got a little bit of attention. And what happened then? In response to that, they held training sessions with their employees to teach them how to detect if they're being filmed. 
not not to teach them how to identify and report sex crimes. They didn't care about that. All they said to their employees was, well, well this, this is, these are the things to look out for to know if you're being filmed. But don't worry about if a girl's being raped. That's not our problem. But if she's filming you, then this is what you do to pretend like you do care. So Planned Parenthood has always been a rapist's best friend, but it really seems that they've fully embraced that role in recent years. Um, and that's not to say, listen, I, I don't believe that uh, staff members at your average Planned Parenthood clinic support rape per se. I'm not saying that they like the idea of rape necessarily. I think that they just don't care about it and they care much more about the financial and ideological bottom line. So financially, rape is good for business. So maybe in that sense, actually, maybe I should backtrack. Yeah, let me let me let me take that back. I just gave Planned Parenthood a little bit too much credit. Uh, no, they do like rape. They they actually do support rape because rape is so good for business. It brings in money and repeated rape, especially the repeated rape of a child by a family member is extremely good for business because it's a sustained revenue source. So when Planned Parenthood looks at a pregnant, raped 13-year-old girl, all they see is dollar signs. They see a sustained revenue source, and they know they're going to get three, four, maybe five abortions out of this girl by, by, by the time she turns 18. And so that's a lot of money. You know, hey, it's Christmas bonuses for the entire staff. Um, so financially, rape is good for business, and so they're not going to report it for that reason. Ideologically, it would hurt the cause of reproductive rights if people really began to understand just how often women are forced or coerced to choose abortions. So that's why they don't want to tell us about it, because if, if Planned Parenthood was honest and they actually reported every time a, a girl was brought in, you know, um, uh, who, who had been a victim and it was one of these situations where she's being brought in and her her she's being forced to get abortion if if we could really if we had statistics and we could see just how often this happened we would st the entire pro-choice position would begin to unravel because it would become clear that in so many of these cases choice has nothing to do with it whatsoever so not reporting rape means more money less hassle reporting rape means less money more hassle so what do you think Planned Parenthood's going to do? They're already killing 330,000 human beings a year. So what's a little bit of rape on top of that? They don't, why get all squeamish about, about rape when you're killing babies every single day? You're coming to work every single day, and you're either directly killing babies or, depending on what you do at the clinic, you're facilitating the murder of babies. And this is what you do for a living every day. You get up, you know, you stop by Starbucks, you get your coffee, you head into work. Uh, maybe you pack a lunch and you go into the break room and you punch the clock and it's all right, let's kill some babies. That's what it means to work at Planned Parenthood. So of course they're not going to care about rape. They don't care about anything. They're just dead inside. Their souls have, um, have evaporated to almost nothing. And so I don't even think that they're morally capable of caring about rape, even if they wanted to. So it's no surprise that Planned Parenthood helps cover up rapes, helps rapists cover up their crimes. We've known this. It's logically obvious anyway, because there's, there is one incontrovertible way to prove that, for instance, a father has raped his daughter, but abortion gives the rapist scumbag father the means to destroy that evidence. And this is kind of the morbid irony 
of uh, of everything is that the abortion abortion enthusiasts will always cite rape and incest as proof that abortion is necessary. They're the the ones always bringing up rape and incest, rape and incest. But abortion is also precisely the thing that empowers incestuous rapists to continue. Abortion doesn't empower the victims, it empowers the predators. The victim has already been victimized by the time the abortion comes into play. Abortion is not going to erase that. All it's going to do is create another victim. But from the perspective of the rapist, abortion is wonderful because it means that they won't be held accountable and they can continue raping. This is, as I said, rather clear. It's rather self-evident. Yet you might think, if you think, if you didn't know any better, you could look at the situation and you could see that, yeah, we've known that Planned Parenthood's been doing this. Nobody's cared up until now. But maybe now that live action is coming out with this report and they've got it all there, you know, bullet points, and they've got all the, the information, they've compiled it all, into one convenient um, place that you can go and, and look. And, they, and, and they're coming out with this report in the middle of this crusade against sexual assault and in the middle of the Me Too thing, all this is going on. So it seems like society has this renewed focus on battling sex assault and sex crimes. And so maybe if you come out with this report now in the midst of that, maybe Planned Parenthood will finally be held accountable for something. But if you were, if you had expected that, then you'd be disappointed because um, what actually happened when, when Live Action published this report last week, what was the response? Nothing. Nothing happened. Nobody paid attention. Nobody cared. We've seen this act before, by the way. Um, recall the uh, Center for Medical Progress and their sting operation that they did against Planned Parenthood. Where they, where they revealed that this organization chops up dead babies and sells their parts. They were caught on video haggling over the price of a liver or a kidney. It was by far the most disturbing, explosive, shocking undercover footage to ever be put in front of, public, or the, in front of the public for viewing. And what happened? What was the result? Nothing. In fact, you know what the result was? The Center for Medical Progress got, got in trouble. They were the ones who faced legal penalties, not Planned Parenthood. Even conservatives couldn't seem to muster up enough energy to focus on the uh, on Planned Parenthood selling dead baby parts. E even conservatives couldn't seem to focus on it for more than two days. And as far as this most recent report, conservatives didn't focus on it for even two seconds. Everybody just yawned. This is how it always goes. Planned Parenthood covers up rape. They sell dead baby parts. And oh, yeah, by the way, they also murder 330,000 babies a year in the first place, which we all know about that. And they admit to that proudly. So that's an established fact. Fact. What happens as a result? What, what kind of penalty, what kind of social penalty do they face because of that? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, now they are going to finally lose a little bit of tax funding, a tiny percentage, but they're still receiving hundreds of millions of dollars a year from the taxpayers with no sign of that going away anytime soon. They can cover up rape, they can kill babies, they can sell their parts, and there is practically no social or legal consequence for any of it. It's not that Planned Parenthood is held to a low standard or a different standard. They are held to no standard whatsoever. They can do whatever they want, literally whatever they want. And there will not be much in the way of popular outrage about it. 
how is this happening? How do they get away with everything? How do they always get away with it? How can this information be put right in front of our faces and we just don't do anything about it? How? At least cockroaches have the decency to scatter when the light turns on, but you turn on the light uh, when it comes to the, the, the Planned Parenthood cockroach, and it can just stay there right in the light, exposing its hideous, hideousness in front of all of us and just go, yeah, yeah, what of it, guys? What are you going to do about it? And we all say in response, oh, nothing. Just go, so, didn't mean to disturb you. Go about your business. Carry on. How? Why? I mean, what is going on here? It's obvious why the left and the media ignore this stuff. That doesn't need any explanation. Abortion is the sacred sacrament on the left. Planned Parenthood is, in that case, kind of the high priest. And so they cannot be questioned, cannot be criticized. They are the sacredest of the sacred cows. So we get that. But what about the right? I know that there are some conservatives on, on the right who are you know, brimming with rage at Planned Parenthood and who really do care about this stuff and who do whatever they can in their own small way to amplify these stories and to mobilize in response to them. Um, but they are in the minority. They, they are not, that's not how it goes in the mainstream. Even among mainstream conservative networks and mainstream conservative commentators and pundits, this issue of Planned Parenthood, abortion, and so on, is basically ignored, or it's treated as a sideshow, something of kind of secondary importance. Yet, we know what popular outrage on the right looks like, and we also know what can happen as a result of it. So think about the NFL, for instance. A few NFL players kneel during the anthem, and conservatives spend two years shouting about it. We had sustained outrage for two years. Conservatives boycotted, they protest, they mobilized against inappropriate anthem posture. And they, and they affected change. They didn't let up about the issue. They didn't tolerate even a few NFL players uh, displaying inappropriate posture during the national anthem. And, and, uh, and, and they hurt the NFL. I mean, the NFL was, 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 was hurt by the, the outrage. And real change occurred because they were so outraged, so angry, so furious about it, so passionate. This is what it looks like when a majority of conservatives care about something. Yet the slaughter of the unborn, Planned Parenthood chopping up babies and selling them, Planned Parenthood covering up child rape, this receives not even a tenth, not even a twentieth of the attention or the outrage on the right. We simply don't care about it anywhere near uh, the same way or to the same degree as we cared about Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the anthem. Why? I mean, wh why? This should be a, a, this should be a no-brainer. If you're not a radically pro-abortion person, you should hear stories like this and just be, I mean, it, 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 yet that's not the way it goes. And as I said, I know there are exceptions. But the fact remains, generally speaking, um, conservatives just, they, they, it, it, this is just not something that they care that much about. 
anecdotally, okay, just to give you anecdotal um, evidence, last week I wrote um, an article on Thursday about Samantha B using an inappropriate word. So Samantha B says an inappropriate, she uses a vulgarity, and it was a bad word, and it was a terrible thing she said, and I thought she should be fired for it, and I still think that. So I wrote an article saying um, Samantha B should be fired. That was like the title of the article. That was, that was my entire thesis. And uh, it, it, it's, in terms of traffic, it did really well. Got, you know, I don't know, 150,000 people read it, uh, which, is, which is pretty good for a, um, for a commentary piece. So got a fair amount of attention. You know, the very next day, I wrote an article about Planned Parenthood engaging in a criminal conspiracy to cover up child rape, which you would think is like a much, 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 much more important issue. Yet it gets about a third of the traffic. I, it, it's just people don't care. Conservatives just care a lot more about Samantha B using a cuss word than they do about Planned Parenthood. Why? I think there are two reasons. I think there's, first of all, just the general apathy and moral malaise that you find on both sides of the political spectrum and everywhere in between. People care more about the bread and circuses types of issues um, because those issues are just easier and more fun. And they're just kind of, these are just sort of the shiny balls that we kind of look to and are distracted by, the bright lights and everything. And it involves a celebrity and so on and so forth. So um, we're just going to care more about that. Second, there's also a lack of leadership on the right, I think. I mean, there's a lack of good, honest leadership. Because this is just how a lot of people are. They need. Not just conservatives, but just people in general. Just this is just part of human nature for a lot of people, where uh, they they don't know what exactly to care about until they're kind of told what to care about. And so we know on the left, uh, they're generally going to care about the stuff that their media talking heads tell them to care about, and people on the right will care about whatever Fox News, Donald Trump, and various media celebrities tell them to care about. If those leaders don't focus on the slaughter of the unborn or child or Planned Parenthood covering up child rape, uh, if they don't say much about it, which they haven't said much about it, then, um, then a lot of conservatives will just ignore it. I guess what I'm saying is, even though everyone likes to claim that they think for themselves and that they're really independent thinkers. But I think what you realize when you look at the situation is, is that's actually a very rare quality. Everyone says they think for themselves. But in reality, when you look at them and you listen to them, they're just saying what everyone else says. They don't think for themselves at all. So to really think for yourself is a very rare quality and few people possess it. So in order to care about something like this, to care about you know, abortion in general, you have to really think for yourself. 
because the mainstream media isn't going to tell you to care. They're going to tell you not to care about it. Most conservatives ignore it. So you have to be able to look at that, look at the crowd and see that the crowd is focused on a million things besides this. And you have to reject that and say, okay, they're all, they're all clamoring about that nonsense over there, but I'm going to focus on this because this is what matters. The simple fact of human nature is that very few people are willing or able to operate that way. Which is why we need leaders who can wade into that crowd where everyone is clamoring over nonsense and stand up and say, hey, guys, hold on. Look what's happening over here. We just don't have enough people doing that. And so Planned Parenthood gets away with it. Every single time they get away with it. Eventually, we have to stop letting them. Thanks for listening, everybody. Godspeed.